Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, finding a mom-life balance. On today's episode, Memes and I are going to talk about be here now. I know for myself, memes, the past couple months have been echoing this to myself, be here now (laughs) because you know whether it's getting up early in the morning and trying to yes people I still think about this should I take a shower before I drop the kids off at school (laughs) or not and I run through the scenario of what if my tire blows out will I be okay being in my pjs (laughs) on the side of the road yeah we still possibly see me I'm sure we I definitely had this thought this weekend I don't even know what made it cross my mind where it was like if you had an accident you had to get taken to the hospital will you be embarrassed about what they what either your undergarments or and that's my mom's my mom and my godmother's voice in my head about the state of your intimates at all times which is such a strange way to get someone to care about what their intimates look like but I agree with you um it's hard it's hard to remain in my body in a time where I feel a mix of enjoying technology but really wondering who I would be without it to the extent that we use it and are connected to it because I'm a thought to thought to thought multitasker typing this but pulling this out of my draw and I'm moving to this room because I went to go get something but then I leave with something else that I'm putting in the kitchen and and between my mind real like if I could have a visual version of like what's reeling through my mind where is my body physically and what I actually was in motion for (laughs) it was like all three different reflections of what I was supposed to be doing what's physically happening in front of me and all the things running around in my mind so I know it is really hard and that multiplies in the different settings that we're in right that's like the mom me the partner me at home occasionally that shows up at work when I'm like (laughs) on the stairwell like what was I going down to the main office for and how many times did I tell my colleague I was going to take her to go get office supplies and we have yet to do that yet (laughs) um, and did I make sure to pack the thing I need after work or who's the one picking up the kid today (laughs) correct all of the things that you know we have to keep front of mind back of mind and prepared for so I, I share the sentiment Yeah, so I noticed for myself the need to speak it out loud or even think it, Athena, be here now, is when I feel the anxiety coming upon me, my skin begins to not feel so good or feels anxious because I'm either realizing, 
hey, in two hours, I'm supposed to be on two different meetings at the same time and also physically in a different location um, doing that awesome multitasking. And I start like freaking out about it like three hours before it's actually going to happen. So I'm like, well, let me be here now because there isn't a conflict. (laughs) And maybe what I do now will avoid that conflict in the future. And that's why we're such great co-hosts, because I am the other side of the coin where I often am numbing myself not to think about all the things that are running through my mind. Right. So I like. I am probably on my 10th loop of the Gilmore Girls as my background noise and guiltily in the short time that I've been like in PD back to school. So like August to now, how did I get to season five? It's my numbing activity, not to think about half of the anxiety of what it's like to be in a building of over 1200 students. Um, What will the quarantine protocols be? What will that look like? What will first day of classes look like? What will keeping kids on task look like? What will that look like for my daughter? Um, All the debates everyone's having and how politicized we've gotten just like health and being safe and getting to a place where we can like move past all the safety concerns we have. And so then sometimes I just need to have something happening that I have some sort of control about because even just going back to something I have definitely seen before that could probably recite several seasons to you from beginning to end. Um, It's a sense of control because I'm not actually even giving myself the anticipation of like watching something new that I'm so invested (laughs) and present in. Like it's, it's really toxic because it's like, you're like, I "I can't handle something new because I cannot give it my attention. And I, I need to fall down the rabbit hole whenever it's something new. And I'm like, this character, this detail, I figured it out. I know what's going to happen. Like my whole novella um, paradigm <laughs> rolls in. But no, I'm numb with like something familiar. So I can just like, I know they end up together. I know who dies. I know who, you know, graduates college. I know where all the tears are coming. And maybe I need a good ugly cry this week. And that'll help me through my numbing. Um, but it's because it's so hard to give things that like attention and so I will say I've become more conscious of doing that numbing on my on my drive on my quiet middle of the night time and trying to remove that from my time with the littles because I know that they will remember that more than I will remember it right like if I am just like listening in her company or calling Justin, but I kind of seem distracted. And, you know, we do our FaceTiming with him at college and we have been playing Uno together and we went to the beach for our final beach visit. And I try to like eliminate the, let me just watch something. I have background noise so that I can like be present for that. But that's kind of been the extent of my bandwidth. <laughs> like, it's like, you guys, lucky you, you guys get a hundred percent of me. And at work, I try to keep it to like the team gets me but also in our professional development, like in this gear up for the year, I feel like we go from meetings where it's like, here, absorb all this information and then go out and do. And you can have so many to-do lists that you're thinking, I don't have enough time to go to bed at the time I wanted to, to be rested. I, my thoughts are too scattered to actually do the proposal I wanted or keep that plan of Maybe it's your side hustle. Maybe it's an event you wanted to plan. Maybe it's some time with someone that you wanted to make special or a gift you wanted to get someone, but your mind is too scattered to feel like you can execute. 
Um, and I think when Athena and I were talking about this, I think we have to like first tune in and figure out what are the things we're doing when we get to that place. What what what's triggering it, but also what's happening. Like, do we just lean in and watch more Gilmore Girls, more Big Bang? <laughs> Um, are we just running out of the house in our PJs? <laughs> or what are the things happening when we feel um, either a desire to numb, an overwhelm of anxiety, um, as if we're dying? We're so anxious to get somewhere, but we're so anxious to be done there as well, um, and that there's not enough of us to kind of go around for everything. Yeah, and I would say, like, in 2019, one of my main things was about being present, right? Like, wherever I was, just be present. And I feel like what has sparked this desire, again, to focus on being where I am currently present and on the activity or the event or the person that I'm currently present with is this whole, we've been in quarantine world for, like, two years, right? But now in many different dynamics, we're trying to transition back to semi-normal, you know, so my kid's school is operating as normal, right? And my work is trying to, like, move in the same direction. And so the other day I realized, well, talking to my husband, Steve, I realized I was, again, living in the future because mm -hmm. all these surveys were coming out and they're telling me by this date, I need to commit to some answers. And I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore <laughs> now <laughs> that I've read your survey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to help you, to help me, to help all of us. Um, and I was getting all worked up about it and like talking about it to the point where my throat was getting sore. Um and Steve said, by when do you need to fill this survey out? I'm like, oh, it's like two weeks. And he's like, okay, so how about we deal with today? <laughs> he's like, not to sound crazy, but you might not be around in two weeks, so who cares? <laughs> but the, And that's a really real thing because I think there's so many different ways to look at our current times. And everyone has a, a vote and an opinion and feels very strongly about what we're going through and why we're going through it and what it really means. But I actually, and it's so interesting that our fellas are, are being highlighted so much in this episode because it was Omar who told me, like, make sure as the world is like pause, the fact that something happened that we never thought would happen. So in spring of 2020, he's like, make sure that when you're on the other end of this, you feel like you took stock and paused like took the time, slowed down, focused on what was important. And so for me, my battle is that I don't want to be living in the future. I don't want to fill every weekend with the must-dos and the errands as well as events and socializing so that it's like a full seven days of what feels like work, or, you know, and resetting every routine. Um, because I don't know that we have to. Like, I Correct. think... <laughs> I think we all missed certain things, but then felt relief. And I don't think we should feel guilty about not taking no. up the things that we were relieved not Correct. to have to do. It's like, like, wait a minute. I don't know if I, I don't want to answer a certain way because I don't want to give the impression that I want to go back to that. Exactly. I'm like, my quality of life actually shot up in that arena because that wasn't happening. 
<laughs> exactly. So this be here now, I would say torn tribe, that mentality, I think empowers us one to not fill our lives with activities that we dread doing and that we only do because we either have this FOMA mentality, fear of missing out, or we feel obligated to others to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think the be here now mentality frees you from that. Cause I know for myself, I realize and I stop myself to say this to myself, like be present, Athena, when I realize that I've taken on way too many activities and I didn't even take on the activity because I wanted to do the activity. I felt obligated to do it because of this person or that person or this title or and that outside title. expectation. Yeah. And, and you know me, like I always in some shape or form will live in the present. I mean, in the future, because you give me a date and I will be working incrementally to that date because I hate procrastinating. I don't like doing things last minute. And so it gives me anxiety to even have it on my post-it note even though writing it out is supposed to make you stop repeating it in your head. But th- that's why I go to counseling. So, Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll repeat it in my head until it's actually done. So that's why I'm like, simple things, even if they're dates like way far out, I'm like, I just want to get it done. So it's off my post-it note. But the be here now frees me from being like, oh, I got to get it done now because it really doesn't have to be done now. Yeah, and you can lift the weight once you put it on your post-it note because you're inevitably going to go back to your post-it note. I am the co-host who will not open the agenda I meticulously filled out and will not go back to my to-do list and it will not repeat in my mind (laughs) and I will ultimately double book myself on that day. Um, So definitely lightening up that you have systems that are tried and true and you you can trust because you also are crafting it towards that deadline I would also say that our conversation and planning for today's recording I think what resonated so much is the importance of thinking about what we bring to spaces oh yeah it isn't it's not just who we want to be around and what we want to get out of it really weigh what you have to offer and we all have something to offer which I think is the thing we sometimes doubt and, and hesitate when we think, I won't participate, I won't speak up, I won't ask the question, I won't initiate this happening. Um, and I think we need to also be here now with who we are, exactly the way we are. And that can be hard. And it might not be the be here now that you're going to take on in every space, be it the side hustle, the social circle, the career trajectory, or at home, but in, in a pocket if you could slowly just take on that the reflection before you go there is, I want to bring laughter, I want to bring peace, I just want companionship, and I'm going to offer companionship, I'm going to offer a listening ear, I think we can feel that much more invested in the things that we are putting down on our calendar, rather than just what we're getting from it. Because I think if we can consciously think about what we want to create with others and the bonds we want to have with others and hopefully that can be contagious or or people's gratitude can just make you actually feel like oh my goodness thank god I sat through an hour of traffic to get to work this morning um because I got to make that impact and that person needed that that day or that moment really made it all worth it um I think it kind of changed how we feel about the things we feel obliged to do the things that we're participating in yeah it changes our attitude 
and our perspective, right? It no longer becomes self-consuming, but you actually start noticing things that you didn't notice before. And I've experienced this lately on my runs. And I realized I reached the point with running that if I don't do it, I feel groggy and tired, which that has never happened to me before. Like people, I dread running. But now <laughs> my body's like, no, actually you need it to feel alive. You. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the reason my body's responding like that is because I've started a new running regimen where I have someone talking to me about what is it that you see in your horizon? Mm-hmm. Taking the colors that you're seeing, taking the people that you're seeing, notice the energy that you're giving off as you're running past them, and be conscious of your body. Are your shoulders creeping up to your ears, or are they back and down the way they're supposed to be when you're in that gliding sexy run um you know is are you bringing your butt with you or are you leaving it behind and it's dragging you you know oh i have a special locker for mine (laughs) but like this this conscious running like because that's really what it is is like i'm consciously running i'm not just out there pounding the pavement and hoping that my thighs get skinnier like I'm not even thinking about my thighs anymore I'm actually thinking about the green that I'm gonna see or the now the reds and the oranges and the air that I'm breathing in if it's crisp or if it's hot and muggy because here in Charlotte it's always hot and muggy (laughs) um you know and I actually start feeling like the beads of sweat dripping down my back. I've never been that present of a runner because I used to actually use running to numb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, my gosh, if someone calls me mom one more time and asks me for something that belongs to them where it is, even though I didn't put it there and I wasn't the last one to use it. <laughs> I got to go for a run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to train for a half marathon. Um, you know, I but used to use same, it to numb, but the same the activity, same, but being present. The same um, kind of consciousness of being aware of my five senses is kind of what resonated when we were planning. Because I know there's so many times, well, you know, everyone kind of laughs when the Apple Watch tells you to breathe, but it's like, no. <laughs> Like, it's pretty sad that we needed a device to actually make us aware of how many times we hold our breath in a day when we need to breathe (laughs) to live. (laughs) Um, So if you could only imagine where it's like, hey, you're not really smelling what's around. Like, I don't know how many things we need. If I need like a chip or like some cool virtual glasses or whatever it is. But it's like, hey, you're not really smelling. Um, Although my daughter is very aware of what everything (laughs) smells like and updates everybody on what she likes and doesn't like around her. Um, Mm. But I, I could, I heard that advice about being aware of those five senses in a meditation and could clearly place myself at work where it's like, I don't think I had a thought of what the temperature (laughs) was, what I was hearing, um, what it smelled like, what I was looking at, like none of my senses were engaged and I'm just (laughs) moving through like a robot and, it makes it harder to enjoy what we do for so many hours, whatever the task. It makes or it really remember, hard. right? Or mm-hmm. remember, because I always like to play that game after listening to some like sick podcast that people were getting like charged stuff that they weren't even there, but and then they've like lived <laughs> life in prison. I was like, oh my gosh, if someone asked me where I was on Monday at this time and what was I wearing, I wouldn't be able to tell them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could get pinned for a crime. <laughs> But no, that consciousness. And so Torn Tribe, like our advice is, 
you know, to tell yourself to be here now and notice it when you're feeling that anxious, that overwhelmed, that torn feeling. When you're filling time, yeah, overfilling your time, just not to think about that feeling. Yeah. And just be present where you are and breathe. (laughs) Start being conscious of where you are and you'll see that it radically changes how you deal with the situation, how you engage with it and the longevity that you have in the moment. And now for our men's segment, where we share a highlight from the week. Memes for the segment of the show that we like to call the mend. What's keeping you together this week? I'm going to say I found myself and I don't, usually like to use my mend on like a purchase purchase unless it's like an experience purchase but I found really cute like sneaker sneaker like Nike sneakers that don't make my feet look big are super comfortable and I think they're like my favorite athletic shoe I've kind of I've ever purchased and are they they the first athletic shoe that you ever purchased (laughs) no but I actually really enjoy how they feel, enjoy how they look, and definitely needed them. And they match lots of outfits for, you know, our, we have a smart, casual uh, dress code at work now. I really don't know what we're going to do with ourselves. But um, it, it made me feel like I was looking forward to reasons to, like, wear you know, oh, and so far, always in there. We need to wear our sneakers to the park. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll be in my flip-flops. I'll see you guys at the park. <laughs> then, um, but it, I don't know, it made me feel prepared, comfortable. And I think that's the thing I'm trying to feel with my body is where I am embracing, like, make sure I'm prepared for the thing I'm doing so I can be more comfortable with what I'm doing if it's something physical if it's a lot of walking if it's you know more movement than I have in the last 18 months because I'm back (laughs) in my school building and you know I'm not a fan of movement um but they they were a fun they were a fun find that's awesome did you find them online or at like actual store so helped me pick them she her only vote was for I already have black sneakers they're not my obviously like I've gone on and on about these new ones the black ones are not my favorite (laughs) but I had black and she wanted me to get them in black and I'm like no I'm getting the white ones carry on I got your opinion (laughs) now I'm getting the white ones thank you (laughs) rejection um that's hilarious well that's awesome Mm -hmm. that's fun I hope to see you're gonna have to share some pics on instagram (laughs) viewing your new kicks (laughs) um i would say my mend for the week has been my friend cheryl i i it's been a really long time since i felt like i had a friend other than like my sister she's family that doesn't count um no, i count know. double actually i count double okay. yes one tribe let yeah. me know <laughs> the double counting okay so that that's my point it's like it's always the people i gotta double count like my husband is also my friend so i'm double counting so it doesn't really count but you know cheryl is just a friend and it's truly in the past like month i've realized that she's someone i can rely on and someone I can lean on, which I don't think I've ever had a friend that I felt like if I did that, 
that trust game where you throw yourself backwards that they would actually catch me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's been super refreshing to see our friendship get to that place that, and I actually can like cry with her, which torn tribe, if you know me by now, that's like a miracle um, <laughs> that I feel safe enough to like actually get emotional about things when I'm talking to her and just the wise counsel and the willing heart to serve me um, when I need it most, even if I don't ask for it. Like the fact that she figured out my love language without me having to tell her is it's been a true blessing and amend. That's beautiful. Yeah. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.